My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with my husband and best friend, John Frick. And John is the father of my beautiful children and the love of my life. And he has generously decided to sit down with us. John is uber busy. So um, I'm really happy you're here, babe. Thank you. Um, John, just give us a quick rundown of what you do, who you are. You don't have to take it all the way back to birth. Just, you know, throw it out for people that don't know you. What's relevant? Um, Well, I am um, Sarah's lovely husband. (laughs) Um, I am the father to our three beautiful children. Um, children, Waylon, our oldest, and the um, twins, Dell and Van. Um, we have a very full life. We're trying not to use the word busy, ma. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a home builder slash renovator, um, and business is good and booming right now. Um, despite COVID, um, the building business has, has seemed to carry on. Um, so um, we... As a family, also do not um, shy away from activities and hanging out with friends. So there's not a whole lot of downtime, but here we are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, John. Reporter John. I like that. Um, so I think let's just jump right in. Um, so I got a lot of questions, and we'll just kind of feed off of this. Lots of questions people asked. I polled on Instagram when I knew that John was coming on here. Um, let's just start with some easy ones. Someone asked, has John ever taken any of your classes? Um, well, the answer is yes. You have? Um, I would not say I've taken a ton of your classes under the roof of your studio. We have worked out a ton together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done some driveway and garage and Pauly's Island and Sudbury, Mass, Fort Myers, Florida workouts. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I'm not a yogi. Um, you know, I kind of attribute it to a lot of the injuries that I have. Um, you know, most yogis resting position is downward dog and, um, what is it? Child's pose. I can't even get into those positions to rest. So Shavasana is about all I'm good at in yoga. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. We actually had some, I did a private for a friend of ours a few weeks ago and John came and he did great, but you also don't like to be hot like that. No, I mean, I'm hot all day. Just that's my body. John Uh, is, John is mas en fuego. He runs hot. Um, I'm very flexible though and loose. You, yeah, loose as a goose. (laughs) Um, All right, we'll keep it light. Another question. This one goes out to Kira Mendenhall. Do you think John would leave you for me? (laughs) Um, The answer is yes, Kira. Um, No, I would not leave Sarah for anyone, but you would be first in line. Oh, that's sweet. Um, You know, I think any married couples that may be listening right now know that marriage is tough and it has its up and downs, but... Sarah, like Sarah said earlier, she's, I'm her best friend. She's my best friend. And, um, you know, I couldn't imagine getting through it with anyone else. So sorry, Kira. (laughs) Well, that's really sweet. Um, so people want to know, um, how we met 
and I'm willing to dive into that one and you can piggyback it if you want. Why would you not want me to tell that story, Sarah? <laughs> you Sarah? can, because I want to take it all the way back. So you just don't want people to know the truth or... No, that's, this is the truth. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Um, so John used to date one of my good friends, Jamie, like a million years ago. They went to church camp together. And then y'all dated, what, your senior year of college? Yeah, it was somewhere around that time. It was, yeah, 2001, so junior, senior year. It was right after my mom passed away. Okay, so we let me... We were best buds up until then, and Jamie was a huge support to me, and, you know... And then you decided to start kissing. We, we start, decided to start kissing and probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, let me backtrack. Okay, wait, no, let me go. Let me keep going. So John dated Jamie and they broke up because they're both the absolute same person. I love you, Jamie. And um, then you guys became friends. Like it took a few years or whatever, right? But you guys became friends. Yeah. I mean, I think probably two years tops. We probably didn't even speak to each other, but then as the wounds that we gave each other began to heal we were like what the heck are we doing like we're we're best buds we need to get back to that yeah so I came down here on a trip with my ex um who was my boyfriend at the time I believe and we're like Jamie came with us and we were going to an engagement party I was living in Charlotte at the time we were going to an engagement party in West Ashley and we were staying at a hotel and Jamie told me nothing. Like, she's like, yeah, my friend, my ex, John, he's like my buddy. He's insane. Like, whatever. So this guy, <laughs> we're like standing outside. She's like, come meet him. This guy pulls up in the biggest fucking truck I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this thing was jacked, so jacked up, totally blacked out with a massive boat behind it and like music just blaring out. And I was like, and he stepped out of the car and he was the cutest boy I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> he was like tan as can be. Sorry again, Kira. <laughs> Two huge dimples and just was like, he was working on boats at the time, right? Weren't you? Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I was like, Jamie, you're ridiculous. I was like, this boy is adorable. What is wrong with you? She's like, he's naughty. He's fire. And she's fire. And so I don't think we saw you anymore that trip. I went back to Charlotte. I ended up getting engaged. And my in, the night before, or the, like the two nights before my wedding, we had this party. And in Ion, actually, I got married down here. And Jamie was like, here. And she was like, can I bring John as my date? And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. <laughs> we had started kissing again. Jamie and John, not Sarah and John. Let's please, <laughs> let's keep this record very straight. <laughs> so then... Um, we all, we all pile in the back of John's truck and we go to pose. And then I got married and then I wasn't married. And then John took me to the masters and I fell. Do you remember that? I did. I was wearing, I wanted. Did you fall or you cut your toe? Either way, it was very uncool. You were wearing white pants, <laughs> I was I wearing think. white jeans yeah. and this tight ass shirt. And I remember my chest got so burned that day because it was so hot. And, um, yeah. And I guess we've kind of been together ever since I had like 600 beers and what every sandwich under the sun. Yeah. The grand slam as we call it. Mm -hmm. And that's really the rest is history. Wedded bliss. Wedded bliss. Wedded bliss. John. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of, well, we just got back to that. Okay. We took a break for a little bit of the wedded bliss. Well, we'll get in there. Um, <laughs> so, hardest conversation you guys have ever had to have? 
yeah. Hardest question. Is this question for me or I think you this, and this I? is like um, people I think are interested in hearing from both of us because we might have different answers. So it was the toughest question or the toughest conversation? Hardest conversation. Well, that we've ever had, you and me. Um, there's just so many guys. <laughs> well, yeah, no, there's not. I mean, the toughest event of our life together is the loss of our daughter, Grace. And I'm trying to think, were there conversations around that that were really tough? Or is it more of a marriage conversation when we've been really upset with each other? You know? I mean, um, I think like talking about Grace, I know one thing that was of challenge or John and I were kind of on opposite pages for a while is that after we lost Grace, we found out I was the genetic carrier. They said, have your baby. You said, they said, try, have another baby naturally. Of course, as any of you know that have done fertility or even if you don't, it's super expensive and very invasive. So we tried and that baby was sick as well. And we had to terminate that pregnancy. And then after that, John was like, you know, maybe we should try again. You get pregnant so easily. Let's just give it one more shot before we jump ship to IVF and spend all that money. Yeah. And I would I, say that, that, you know, I can't say that that's the toughest conversation we've ever had, but that was one of our that was hard. toughest conversations was to say, okay, like we're, we're giving up on having a child the way you're supposed to quote unquote have a child, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did take some work. Mm-hmm. Do you regret it? Uh, well, depends on what time of night it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you guys a story. Last night I fell asleep on the couch, dead sober. And I woke up at like 1130 in a startle. John was, felt, I was, John was on the couch with me when I fell asleep. He didn't even put a blanket on me. And I woke up to our children's van, like screaming bloody murder. So... I thought about giving Sarah a blanket, but I fell asleep on the couch this weekend and also did not get a blanket. So payback's a bitch. Well, that's not very nice. (laughs) Um, It actually was not purposeful, but when we started that conversation this morning, then that came to my mind. Did you just walk away from me? No, I shook you. And and you were like, "Eh, I was like, she she took (laughs) melatonin or something. I didn't. Because you literally were in a terrible position and I tried to wake you up and you you didn't even grunt or anything. <laughs> you weren't like, did you check my breathing? Or yeah, you were like, I mean, you were breathing, but I was like, ah, she's fine. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Love. Um, all right. Let's see. All right. This question, be careful with it. The craziest shit you've ever done other than have three kids and both being business owners. Who's trying to get me in trouble out here? What the fuck? I mean, let's see. Um, craziest thing I've ever done. I mean, I would say not the craziest, but a cool adventure that we went on that uh, the gift that you gave me on our wedding day that oh, you yeah. said you would jump out of a plane with me. It was something that I'd always wanted to do. And you were like, hell no. And you said, I'm going to show you my commitment to you and, <laughs> and jump out myself. of a plane. And then, like, at the last minute, she almost didn't show her commitment to me anymore. <laughs> well, so let me really tell you guys the story. So our friends Jason and Stacy went with us, and John and Stacy have a tendency to be more like, and Jason and I have a tendency to be more like. And so 
you go to this place and it like everything's a la carte. And so you get there and they're like, would you like a video? And Jason and I are like, oh no. And John says, you're like, absolutely. We want a video. And there's like this song <laughs> and like, there's all these different things. So if you go, skydiving. yeah, this song skydiving. I mean, it was, listen, and we were in Walter Bull, Walterboro, South Carolina. So we're not like anywhere that's Gorgeous. Sorry if you live in Walterboro. Um, and so we actually it was gorgeous. You could see over Ace Basin. You and, could. Yeah, yeah. I just remember your lot. eyes were close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we get there, and so I, my one request, I said, I just have to go first because it's a process. Like you have, and I was like, if I sit with anticipation, I'm gonna be like sick, nervous, and I went last. Um, but John and Stacy each jumped out of a plane with a photographer. <laughs> These videos, y'all, are hysterical. So then Jason and I go in there. They get to go in their own plane because they had that photographer. And then Jason and I go in a plane together. And at the last minute, Jason says, I guess Jason did jump after me. You're strapped to this person. And like, so they jump for you. And he said, like, my hair is like billowing like out the airplane. And I was like, no, 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 no. I changed my mind. And the guy was like, three, two, boom. And you're out. And it was not cool. And then it after was that, cool. I got drunk as shit because I was like could not stop shaking well the second time I decided to go uh, skydiving was a terrible idea it was at a bachelor party for uh, my good friend Piers Carr um, in Las Vegas at like nine in the morning (laughs) why would anybody do that because you're a knucklehead Uh, yes complete knucklehead I think I got vertigo or whatever when you get all spun out and can't figure out which way's up and down. Um, so, so that not was... suggested. Not the craziest moment of my life, I don't think. But um, you know, that was that was a fun, um, somewhat crazy moment. I, I think we'll we'll stick to the PG thirteen crazy yeah. moments. Yes, I agree. Um, so another question I got was, y'all. Like we both own our own businesses, how we manage it all. And then we I laugh and we laugh and I, we laugh. I don't manage it all. <laughs> no, I'm we don't. Stressed out constantly and I say yes to way too much because like this podcast. Like this podcast. Because <laughs> I do enjoy being around people and I enjoy people and I wanna do things with people and all of a sudden you're like, Holy shit, I said yes to all this stuff. Now I've got to perform it without letting anybody down and I've learned a lot of lessons through the years on that, and I think I, I've gotten a lot better with that. Sarah, not so much, but there's a new company running out of our house called Bad Guys Threads <laughs> for anybody that hasn't heard of it yet. Uh, we're also doing podcasts on the side. Um, you know, You're proud of me. I am proud of you, very proud of you. But it's okay to relax sometimes, too. I agree. Yeah, I um, agree. So... You know, the managing side of things is, I would say, learning lessons the hard way and um, just trying to prioritize what's number one, and that's my family, and, you know, trying to take on projects that are conducive to to that and not saying yes to everything that comes my way. Yeah, I agree. That's hard for me, too, but I'm learning it. It's hard. It's really hard. And they say everything's, you know, addictive, even success. So you got to It is. I mean, you know, we've talked about this um, proverbial golden road. Like, there's there's no such thing. I mean, the harder you work, the more money you make. You want to live on the marsh and have this beautiful view. And then, 
you're not staying at the Motel 8 anymore. You want to stay at the Holiday Inn and then go, <laughs> we're going from there, you know? So it's a, it's, it can become a sick disease, really. I think there's a good balance somewhere in there, and I, I hope we're starting to find that. Okay. Thank you for your answer. Yeah. Um, I know I struggle with it, you know? It's hard to say, all right, that's enough. Like, we, we can we're doing the things we always wanted to do and it like, let's just figure out how to maintain that. And it, w- there doesn't need to be anymore. So any, any suggestions for our listeners? Um, I'm still learning. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, there's still goals of mine that we haven't quite reached yet. I guess my suggestion would be that you don't have to reach them all at the age of 40. Like, you know, it, you might be 50, 55 before you reach some of those other goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't all have to happen right now. But then you start thinking about your kids and wanting them to enjoy certain aspects. And so it's, you know, kind of messes with your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then you're also losing out on some of the day-to-day stuff that you could be enjoying because you're overworking yourself trying to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know. Yeah, it's a cluster. It is. It's kind of a human experience. Yeah, and the life in 2020 certainly hasn't made it any easier. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be, we can come out the back end of 2020 with our eyes a little bit more open and understand some of what's more important. I think, you know, it was nice to, at the beginning of COVID, when none of us really knew the direction it was going, you know, my business did not slow down much, whereas your business did. Um, you know, our food and beverage friends did, our retail friends did. Um, we were considered essential, which was weird to me, but, um, you know, it was only a couple of weeks that I was really affected at the beginning because I just didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but spending that time with my family in those couple of weeks spending more time with them I feel like made me closer and, and just made me realize the importance of that yeah you know it's you, you can't leave the house at 6 30 in the morning and come home at 7 30 in the in the evening and expect to have a good relationship with your kids or your wife or whoever yeah true yeah um, so to speak to that, because I think your story is something I'm really proud of you about. <clears throat> I know when I first met you, you were working on boats and then you were working with somebody starting to learn your trade and you, you know, you went to college for five years, but you didn't get a degree, not that you need one, but I think, you know, you started building, I remember you would do decks and bathrooms and closets, and now you're building these beautiful homes on Sullivan's Island and you're even filming a TV show for HGTV, which is like very exciting at the same time. I know it's a ton of work. It's a ton of work. And by the way, that's all thanks to my friend Melchie Poo. Yeah. We love you, Melch. Um, but I mean, I think for somebody listening, you know, a lot of my listeners are younger, even if they're just out of college or struggling with, you know, what's next, like you do have a really strong work ethic and like what, you know, you, you, what you were just speaking to too is like this balance. So it's like, if we push all the time, like, you know, you and I've had this conversation so many times you get home, you're fucking exhausted. I'm fucking exhausted. And maybe I've been with the kids an extra like hour or two. And by the time you get home, I'm like, put your phone down, like, da 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 da, you know, and then we get into it. It's like, there's a balance, right? But who knows what that is? So let me go back to my other question. I just had to attack you about the phone for a second. Yeah. So I apologize for that. Um, so oh, used to it. what, <laughs> 
like what's your, what would be your advice for someone that's maybe just getting started like you are? And, and like, seriously, like, I know what you're going to say is like, don't do it. Cause I know well, your no, job's I, a lot I of work. I would say don't do it. Like, I don't think I have any regrets about the profession that I've chosen. Um, you know, it has allowed me to, um, be able to grow and, and not maybe have to have like a master's degree or a law degree or a medical degree. And not that I'm as successful as those guys, but I'm successful in my own right and have been able to provide, um, you know, a good portion of our livelihood for our family in this business. Now, that being said, it is not for the faint hearted. Like there's, you're dealing with a lot of different people daily, whether it's a client or a subcontractor and you're dealing with everybody's schedules and they all need to match up to ultimately your client's schedule. Um, you know, they're putting a lot of faith and money into you to pulling off their dream project and people let you down constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. I'm not saying that I got bad guys. I'm just saying there's a lot going on. They may be work. They may be not letting somebody else down today, mm-hmm. but they're letting me down. Right. You know, or their son's got COVID or whatever it is. You know, there's just a lot of moving parts. But as a consumer, you don't want to hear that. You want to realize that you stroked a check, and we talked about this being done this way by this time. You're not too worried about. So you're problem solving. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a problem solver. That's what I am. I, I'm a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> you put out fires. Yes. Um, but it's a good profession, and I've made some really good friends in this profession, and my tradesmen, some of my tradesmen have become really good friends of mine, and I've watched them through their successes and trials and tribulations. And I will say, you know, I got no issues if my children want to be in the HVAC business, the plumbing business, the electrical business, it's all about integrity and, you know, being good at what you do, but also being an honest man and doing what you say you're going to do. And if you're that, if you have that integrity and that skill, you are going to make a really good living for yourself. I mean, I think that's across the board. Yeah. I, I've said this before in here, but I've told, you know, the women, mostly women, some men that work for me that like, you know, if you want the industry to take you seriously, you have to take it seriously. You know, it's Absolutely. not just a yoga class. Like you're cre- you're building an experience for people. And um, that was another question that people asked too was like about me. Like, <laughs> first of all, what's it like to live with Sarah? Be nice. Mm. Well, be real. Don't be smarty. I will be real. Sarah is. Insane. Um, <laughs> she never stops. She says she can't sleep. Um, I've been sleeping and, better since I got off sugar. Yeah. A lot better. That's why you have couldn't y'all, wake me up. I, I'm sure the people asking these questions, have you ever heard Sarah talk? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like living with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know... John, would you like it though if I was not, you say insane, I'm going to say motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that you and you like that I'm like that. I do. I mean, there's a reason we're married, babe. I mean, you know, 
I probably am able to slow down a little when I get home, mostly because yeah, I can't you, move my body if anymore. If you could, if you, if we both slowed down, what the hell would happen to these people? They'd survive. We'd figure it out. They wouldn't survive. <laughs> they they literally walk past John while I'm in the bathroom to be like, could you open this for you me? You realize why? Because our kids are old enough to open that shit themselves, no, but they not. don't have to because their mother does it for them. They, they cannot open gummy snacks. Sarah, they can open a Gatorade. They can open. They can't. I can barely uh, open a Gatorade muffins. if it's closed. I watch them do it all the time. Every, every Saturday Fine. morning, we all open our own stuff. <laughs> That's what, I'm at work. <laughs> Boards, bikes, and beers. What else do you need? Let's talk about Crafty Cranks and Board Shop. It's a locally owned bike and board shop located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. They are the only GT Performer bikes dealer in the Lowcountry. Their shop carries NHS and skater-owned skateboards. Also, they rent the Rebellion Road's fleet of electric bikes, which are so fun if you're ever looking for a weekend activity. Best part? They're connected to a beer garden, Crafty Draft, so you can hang out too. They're located at 1965 Riviera Drive in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Go check them out. Okay, what is, all right, this is for each of us, a pet, your pet peeve and your favorite thing about each other? Pet peeve. Um, there's several. Mm. Cool. Um, I would say one, though, that, and there's several for Sarah with me, too, so don't let her um, kid you. But one of the biggest ones is um, Sarah's car. It's a <laughs> real big problem for me. Um <laughs> She bangs it into things regularly and does not consider getting it fixed. I have a Suburban that is the size of my house. (laughs) Um, You know, the backup alarms that and the forward alarms that prevent her from hitting things haven't worked for months. (laughs) But, you know, why would we get those fixed? So... Thank you. I'm going to share my pet peeve with you, but first I'm going to defend myself in court. So when John met me, I drove a black Chevy truck. Beat the shit. And I was I would still be driving it. I'd literally have car seats in the back. And I think John can admit, not admit, but I think he can agree. Like there, we are different in certain ways. And I think that balances it out. Like my mom always said this. She's like, you don't care about things. I'm a people collector. You like nice things. And I like you for taking me nice places <laughs> in my car. <laughs> um, you like nice things except for a nice car. You know, it's hard to be a mom and to have all the things, doing all the things and working and doing all the things. But I am getting my car fixed when I go to Mexico, okay? Just okay. relax. Well, how's the, what's the deal with that West Elm chair refund? I emailed the guy about it. How many it. times? Seriously, your turn. I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> my pet peeve is sometimes I have a few. Too. No. I know you do. Jesus, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> One of my pet peeves is that John cares about the shit like that. I am a grown-ass woman, and if I want to drive around in a banged-up car, why do you care? Just that, that was a proverbial question. Do okay. not answer I'm it. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. And, you know, like I tried, we all have like our strengths and our weaknesses, and I tried to do certain things that you don't even have to notice to keep the house nice and to take care of you. When you were like, I really would love if you would cook dinner a few nights a week. I was like, okay, have I been doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about yes, thank you? <laughs> and for the reasons we love each other, go. <laughs> okay, go. 
I love you for cooking dinner a few nights a week. And? And just being your lovely self. (laughs) That's not very nice. (laughs) No, I love you because you are a hard worker and you're a great mom and, um, you know, you're a go-getter. It it can be annoying at times. Like, there's pretty much zero chill. Um, And I have to fight for that a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Um, You know, I, I love how you love me. I love how you love our kids. Um, what else? This is your I time. mean, I, the, well, the list could go on, but those are the main reasons I love you. Like, you're a hard worker. I love the way you love me. You're extremely motivated to start three businesses in one day. Um, <laughs> You like bad guys threads. I do. It's named after John, by the way. He's the original bad guy. Or Big Daddy. No. No, fuck that. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to tell one more pet peeve of mine, and then I'm going to move on. Of course. <laughs> so John has a really nasty habit, and he dips. But you know where he dips? In bed. Every night. And one thing I love, one thing I do really care about and love is nice sheets. And so we have these beautiful, crisp white linen sheets. And sometimes if John has a that I bought so that I can too, screw them up. No, no, no. Sometimes if John has a few too many drinks, we wake up and guess where their dip is? In the bed. On my pillow. I don't give a fuck. And one time we were at a wedding. And I reached across thinking it was a drink, and I drank John's dip. <laughs> I was so hungover. Your, your freaking water was on your bedside table where you were sleeping. She literally <laughs> rolled across me to reach over onto mine to get mine, and she paid the, paid the price for that. <laughs> um, that shit was hilarious. Things I love about John is that I love. I think John's a really good father. We have two boys, and one of our... our our little boy Van is, I mean, he thinks John is Santa Claus. Like he waits for John to pull up daddy's truck, daddy's boat, daddy, 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 daddy. And so John has gone out of his way to like get this John boat so he can take the boys fishing and do stuff like that. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Um, I never, I've literally never have to worry about a lot of things that other women have to worry about. Like, not that, not that, that, that any marriage should, but I know that you would never step out on me. And if you do, listeners, Look, tell me. You, we watched that American Murder movie last night. So. <laughs> Shit is not happening. Um, John's loyal to a fault. Um, he's very honest to a fault, but I love that about you. And I know you would do anything for me and the kids. Absolutely. I mean, that goes without question. Um, and John also, John and I both love music, and that's something that's really fun that we get to do Some together. Some of us love better music. <sighs> We're giving compliments right now. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so since that was a little tense, Lindsay, my lovely producer, is over there biting her fingernails. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, people did ask, they wanted to kind of hear your story, or they've heard me talk about Grace a lot, <clears throat> and just from a male perspective, how that situation was different for you. If it was. Well, that's a very loaded question. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily different for me. For me, obviously the experience was different because you birthed Grace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have more clarity around things well, that I can't Well, I have remember. more clarity, but I was also pretty just 
Well, first of all, I had to hold your freaking leg, which I was not planning on. I didn't want to see all that going on. <laughs> um, but, you know, we knew... We are getting very real in today's podcast, folks. <laughs> What's it called? Are you for real? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, no, so obviously when... Um, we were we went in to have grace. We knew that there was a potential for some issues. Uh, we learned a few weeks before that. You probably know the hour and the day. I can't remember that clearly, but um, I remember I was nervous as shit. In fact, when I came in, like you thought I was on drugs, um, but I was just like just freaking out, you know. And I am. Um, forever like I get this from my dad I think like I just try to stay positive until there's nothing else to be positive about um and I knew that there was some risk but I just knew everything would be okay but I was freaked out and you know they had me involved somewhat in the childbirth which I was planning on being up by your head holding your hand and then Grace comes out it was a code blue I think so. Code blue is what they call it. And, you know, people are storming in the room and freaking out. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? It was the most terrifying moment of my life. Um, and starting to lose positivity. Um, but, you know, then we got Grace to the NICU. She, she was she was basically not alive when I saw her last. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess... She was on a, a breathing machine, and um, by the time we got to the NICU, she was in a much better state to where I knew I had a living child, but didn't know to the extent of how unhealthy she was at that time. Um, and again, I started to be positive again, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't know any better. And I, I wanted to believe that this was our child that was going to live here on earth with us. And we fought so hard for her to be here and um you know so those first that first day in the NICU was probably a pretty big blur I was just you know still thinking everything's gonna be fine and as the information came in and um we met with Dr. Pai I believe it was I I started to realize that like I was really hoping for a miracle that really wasn't even a possible miracle mm -hmm. like she had severe complications that you don't just overcome mm -hmm. um and that night that we lost her you know was obviously the realest of the real um you know we had her baptized and um i remember meeting jersey what's jersey's last name um Cahill. yeah and he came in and I don't know. He for something about his bedside manner just gave me some comfort in in the situation and and where it was headed because Grace was ultimately going to pass away that night and um, I don't know something about him and and um, Doctor Herring, our pastor Harrington, Harrington, Tom Harrington, yeah, yeah just kind of gave me a little bit of peace over it, um, but. It's still like the, the minutes and the hours are, are not very clear, but the whole experience is still pretty vivid to me. And, um, you know, seeing Travis do and they, they put Grace after she passed away, they put us in a little room in a hallway for us to basically 
go go tell her goodbye and see her for the last time and give us an opportunity to take some pictures if we wanted to and we were like no 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 we're not we're not doing that that seems so weird like what are we going to do with these pictures of our dead freaking baby you know like this is fucked up um but miraculously the photographer was Travis Dew who photographed our wedding and it seemed like divine intervention like we got to get these pictures and thank God we did because I would die if we didn't have those. Um, so I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I'm telling you about my experience of those three fateful days. Um, so going back to the earlier question of like, what's our toughest conversation? I mean, those, those were our toughest days Mm -hmm. of our lives. Um, and some of those conversations were the toughest conversations we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, like for the listeners, like I know, you know, everybody experiences grief on some level and people ask me all the time, I get emails and John knows all this, you know, just like people are like, I've lost a child or I'm going through fertility. Like my husband handles it this way and I handle it this way. And I think, you know, a lot of people we know even know people that have gone through this then their marriage hasn't survived it and like it's not always pretty like John and I have done marriage counseling we've had fucking crazy fights you know but like I think there's this staying power of you know, we made a commitment and we love each other and um well the bond is tighter than the moments you know yeah. like there's tough moments where it'd be easy to throw in the towel. And I think a lot of people do, but, um, I don't know that there's such thing as a perfect marriage. Like maybe our fights are nastier than some other people's, but talking with peers and friends, I mean, people fight. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's tough to have to, you know, go off of somebody else's schedule when you want things to be this way or whatever, you know, we all have to push and pull a little bit. Um, but the, I think that experience with grace definitely in, in our experience with your mom, that kind of was one of the catalysts for us to get together to begin with, because I lost my mom and Jamie wanted you to meet me to kind of talk through that. We've dealt with a lot of loss in our lives. And I think, Losing K. <laughs> Losing K. Yeah, that was that was really tough. Um, but I think just to go back, sorry, before I got kind of got us off track, but, you know, just people are like, you know, my husband is kind of over it and he's ready to move on. And I've maybe I've said this before or not, but I remember like it took me a really, really long time. And John was kind of like, let's get the show on the road, you know, and not in an insensitive way, but just. People handle things differently. I have a cold, dead heart. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, they do. They handle things differently. And I think that taught me so much that, like, that's his process and this was my process. And, like, I think as we've gotten older, too, like, he wanted me to feel better so bad. And I remember him getting frustrated with me. And I was like, I don't understand why you're not fucking on the floor crying with me. But now that we've – if this happened again, which, dear God, please don't ever let anything like that happen again, I think – we learn, we meet ourselves in those places. And, you know, like I know his process is different than mine and he knows mine is different than his. I think maybe some of my processes haven't been the most healthy for me either though. You know, when I I lost my mom, when I was 21, I don't know that I ever properly grieved that. You know, I went back to work, I think four days later and I just needed to keep 
going going and doing things or I you know I I don't I don't know I don't like to sulk I like to but also you know I think doing it that way you don't get the time to maybe have the grief that you need to have I don't know I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer I know I'm not a perfect person and I got some attitude problems sometimes and <laughs> bad guy <laughs> maybe that's part of it because I've pent some shit up in my life I don't know yeah. um but I know that I'm blessed to have you as my wife. I'm blessed to have Waylon as my oldest son. Um, Let's and, talk about the kids. And Van and Della as my twin boy and girl. And, and Del, or, uh, sorry, Grace as their big sister. Um, you know, the, the craziest thing about the whole situation is, that's been kind of a mind fuck for me is the fact that I feel like Grace was a sacrificial lamb for us to have our our living children like what there'd be no Waylon there'd be no Della there'd be no Van without Grace and that's fucked up to me you know mm -hmm. but I'm also thankful for her because I couldn't imagine my life without these three kids same I think about that a lot too and I don't like to think of it like a sacrificial lamb though I hear what you're saying but I do think it's like every circumstance in our life like if I hadn't you know been with Justin, I would never be with you. It's just like everything, just the rhythm of things. Thank you, Jamie, for dating me for two years. <laughs> <laughs> that caused all this shit. <laughs> the storm of our lives. Um, so the kids. So let's just talk about the babes. Um, so Waylon is six. And I... My, almost seven. Almost seven, December 6th. I think Waylon is one of the most chill people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Do you think that? Yeah, he is. He's grown into that. He definitely hasn't always been. He's always been kind of like do do do, but yeah, <laughs> um, his tings. Yeah, he's more of a chill lover now. Like I don't feel like he was much of a lover his first couple he's of years. Just, he, he, I love all my kids so much, but Waylon has this string to my heart. I was talking to a client about it today. Like, there's just something about him that just. He's like just, he would never snuggle with me in his first three or four years. And now, like in the mornings, if we've got time before school, he'll just come crawl into my lap and like he's the best. So sweet. Yeah. And then Baby Dells, the bird. Baby Dells stole my heart the, the minute <laughs> she was born and she's frustrated me. Um, See, a I lot think she's like the well. sweetest. She will be a complete asshole to me sometimes. She will. She's she John loves her so I'm like, much. You say you want a pony, out daddy will go get you a pony. But you're gonna treat daddy like an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> she's just fluffy and sweet and oh. And then Van is he's a, he's a stream of consciousness. We we Van and I have to compete talking. <laughs> Van hasn't learned how to breathe yet. He breathes through talking. <laughs> he like as soon as his feet hit the floor, he picks up mid sentence where he took it off last night. Yeah, I mean it's, it's absolutely insane. But he has got some serious energy, and he's going to do something cool. Yeah. I, I mean, we're fortunate and obviously biased, too, but I think we've got some really cool kids. They all completely different. You know, I think – I hope Waylon's into sports, but maybe he's not going to be, and that's fine, too. I mean, he seems to really love art, you know. Della loves art on her face. <laughs> Della? Oh, my gosh. She is literally like she chews on markers. Like, if, what movie is it where the, where the guy was like, I love lamp? Is that? Anchorman. Anchorman. That's Della. I hate to say it. Thank yeah. God she's pretty. Sorry. Yeah, she is Cut. beautiful. Um, <laughs> maybe, you know, I think she could be an athlete, too. I think poor Vanny's probably going to be our most athletic, but he's got... 
I mean, we could we could talk for five hours about the issues with all of our kids because they all, none of them really got here easily. Van's got one kidney, um, so you <laughs> he know he's probably going to be yeah. the next Deion Sanders that can't play football, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also going to be five two. Yeah, um, probably not Dion, but you know what I mean. Um, so let's kind of uh, let's see. Let me just look through this really quick because I know. You got to get back to life. I got to get back to life. Um, all right. Do you have like a favorite Sarah story to share? Yeah, I feel like you might have told that story on here before. We can that. listen. We can have you tell it. Remember that time you shit in the woods? <laughs> well, there's been <laughs> probably more than one. <laughs> um, favorite Sarah story? Well, there's some X-rated ones too. Uh huh. Yeah, I can remember one at a little bar in Spartanburg. John. Um, she's snapping her <laughs> she's snapping her fingers at me right now. Um, let's see, what's a good Sarah story? I'm trying to think of a good. I choice. mean, that, I think that's always one that we enjoyed to tell about being up at Lake Lure and going for a hike. I think this was was this right before you went to Lululemon um, no, to Vancouver, was or was a, it after that? It was after we were living together. Okay. All right, so it must have been the following fall. Yeah. Because we had River and Baylor with us. Yeah. Um, those were our dogs. Yeah, those were our black labs. That I had River and Sarah had Baylor when we met, and they were great pups, no longer with us. We got three pups now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we went on a hike at Lake Lure, and we literally get to about the furthest place from the truck that we can get, and Sarah's like – I, we got problems. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I'm going to poop in my pants. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? She's like, I, I literally am going to poop in my pants. Like, I have to poop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, like, are you going to find a smooth rock, a leaf? What do, what do you want? Like, I'd be happy to take my underwear no, off. No, it was, it was better than that. Like, I was like, you have to get away from me right now. <laughs> it's like, turn around and walk. And literally, John got half of a football field away from me and he turned around he was like I'll give you my boxers if you need them (laughs) so sweet so yeah that was back in the young love days thanks John you wouldn't give me your boxers now (laughs) I'll give you half of them thanks yeah um maybe a sock I'm trying to think of my favorite John story (sighs) can you think of any I feel like we're just I know there's some there must be a million. Yeah. I mean, I can think of stories like, you know, being in Bermuda at Cup Match and... So fun. You dancing on the side of the boat, drinking way too much and falling in, and I thought you were dead, and I... Like, I mean, that's not a favorite story. That's um, terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying, and I, would like, immediately dove in the water to make sure that... And I was fine. You came back up. You thought I went under a boat. Yeah. No, but I didn't. I was fine. Yeah. I don't know. There's no good many. John story. Sorry, Sorry, folks. I'm boring. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, I mean, things that I love about John. When I first met John, he had a massive big diesel truck. I always thought that was so sexy. And then John's just really naughty. I mean, everything naughty in my life is ma- basically you're in the story. Um, let's see. What's a good John story? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. But I we'll don't pick know. pick one. Um, fuck. 
I feel like a lot of pressure right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's tell another Sarah story. Oh. <laughs> How'd you get the nickname Serena? Because I'm an amazing athlete. Are you sure about that? Yes, oh, okay. I am. I really am. Um, oh, I know a great John story. So when John, one of the first times John met my dad, <laughs> we had just <laughs> flown into Boston. And it was maybe the first time you came to Boston with, uh, with me? I'm not sure what story you're about to tell. So we're driving. Oh, I know what you're about to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we're driving from the airport. So have to do with the school? To where my dad lives in Sudbury, which is like a little town outside of Boston. And my dad loves to play tour guide. My dad's lived in Boston his whole life. So he's like, and this is this, and this is this. And then my dad also really likes to play like, like question and answer or whatever that's called. And what he was like, I think he said to John. No, I think he said that's Harvard over there across. No, 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 no. He said, where's Harvard or something like that. And John was like, New York. <laughs> no, he said, that's where it is over there. And I was like, I thought Harvard was in New York. <laughs> And I'm like, and this is my boyfriend, John. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I don't know. You know, we did a couple of big city vacations as a child. And I remembered going to Harvard on one of those vacations. And for some reason, I remembered doing that when we were in New York City. Well, you were in Boston. and That's where Harvard is. I was in Boston. Is that what I talk like? Yep. Um, well, I think that's really it, John. I can't think of too much more. I mean, we could talk for a while, but anything else you want to say? Um, nah. Do you have any next big moves? Uh, big moves, just, uh, no. My big move is to simplify. Okay. And if anybody's listening and they'd like to build a house, would you like to tell them where they can find you? They can find me at john at levelbuildingprojects.com. And what's your website? My website is levelbuildingprojects.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. This was... Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we could probably talk forever, but I got to get back to work. So <laughs> We got the rest of our lives. Hopefully we talked about some interesting stuff that people might care to hear about. Thanks. And if you liked this podcast, rate us, review us, send it to all your friends, give us five stars. Have a great day.